is the lore check. Hello, other people, and thank you for joining us for episode one of the lore check. I'm your host, Brandon Michael Terry, and with me is my co-host, Devin. I got the party started. Boy. I certainly did get the party started, Brandon, and I gotta say, uh, one of the one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Um, you could even argue the only thing I've, I've done in my entire life. The only good thing, at least, I can say that much. Very true, very true. But Devin, why don't you tell the listeners what they can expect in today's episode, since we're just starting off. So today's episode, we're going to uh, look at initial encounters, sitting down at the table for the first time. What was it like? What were you expecting? What was unexpected? Uh, really just kind of laying the groundwork for everyone's first experience. Yeah. I hope you guys are looking forward to this. Before we get to our topic, however, we're going to introduce a story time. So each episode, before we get into the general topics, we're going to share some stories with you all, kind of get you to share experiences with us. Uh, today, we're going to stick with Devin's first time, both as a player and as a GM. So Devin, I'm going to kind of interview you today and kind of get your experience for our, our listeners. So why don't you tell me about your first time playing a, a tabletop RPG? So my first time playing a tabletop RPG actually started out as more of a gag. Um, you know, role-playing, D&D, all those kind of games had a, a stigma attached to it. Um, but Fair. when it was pitched to my friends and I, uh, we kind of thought, like, ironically, let's do it. Let's sit down and and let's, you know, quote, have fun, unquote. What actually ended up happening was by the end of that first session, we had really gotten into it uh, and just continued playing for a number of years. Nice. And uh, who was your GM the first time you played? So my GM was a... Um, as a man, a man, yeah, an older, an older male, who may or may not be called a father, a, a father, even may, maybe someone go further to say my father, the father to your sister, the husband to your mom, you know that person. All but uh, what are some key memories you have from that first experience? From that first experience, I remember two things which stuck out immediately. One, uh, how quickly chaos would ensue. Okay. Uh, when our rogue tried to steal from a very high-level wizard at the time, mm. compared to a bunch of level ones, and we actually um, we lost our sorcerer that very first session, we had to beseech the game master to allow us to empty all of our coin purses to some healer to bring him back so he could continue playing with us and not have to re-roll a character so early on. You had a character death on your first ever session. We did. It was uh, It was pretty terrible. What kind of experience did I give you having a character death right off the bat? It felt kind of unreal, to be honest. Uh, it, it felt a little confusing, because in video games you're used to being the overpowered one, typically, or even if you're not the overpowered one, you always have a save to go back to. You can you know, go into options and dumb down the difficulty if you need to. But kind of seeing that, oh, there are forces powerful, and we can't necessarily beat them yet, uh, that really... Kind of introduced me to the world that was laying ahead of us. Yeah, that's one of the best things about role-playing games. If death happens, it's kind of final for that character. And I'm sure we'll definitely cover a topic about death later on in the series. And we'll talk about my first experience with player death or character <laughs> death, which was a lot of fun. But Devin, how about for this for your player? What was one of the stupidest things you remember doing with one of your first characters you played as? Uh, potentially one of the stupidest things we ever did. Um, I remember when we went through the Shattered Star campaign. That's the one that uh, our friend group kind of stuck with for a while. Yeah. Uh, we were fighting a a were rat who was also a rat folk, and at the time we didn't realize that those were considered humanoid. We mm, figured that yeah. they were a, a semi sentient beast. Yeah. So Pardon after me. defeating it, our uh, samurai of the party 
and the barbarian had a wonderful idea that we should cut it up um, into a bunch of little pieces and kind of like cook it. And our paladin was pretty a-okay with it. He even took the uh, took the head and the tail and kind of made a little thing out of it. Uh, and it wasn't until we returned to the Pathfinder Society that we were heavily rebuked for what we did, not realizing that we essentially kind of were briefly cannibals for a minute. That so was pretty stupid. We got we got pretty we got, we were punished. Wow, you uh, you ate a rat folk. That is uh, pretty terrible, actually. Yeah, you know, again, not not a proud moment. <laughs> In the new post Starfinder world, I mean, those are soaky, man. Those are like full-fledged citizens of the pack worlds. Well, I mean, citizen can be used loosely. Well, what's one of the coolest things you did? That's kind of a stupid thing. It's a bad idea. What's one of the coolest things you did? I think one of the coolest things I ever did was uh, during the middle of a fight, uh, the Barbarian and I broke off from the party to explore other rooms. And it, as a general rule, you don't split the party, but, you know, the Barbarian, he was one of my best friends. Him and I decided we could probably take it on. We stumbled into a room of a bunch of guards who were in the middle of a meal and we, one by one, um, beat them up, grappled them, and broke their necks uh, with the last guard resisting. The rest of the party caught up to us. And uh, really, from that guard's perspective, it must have been terrifying to have a massive orc barbarian trying to break your neck while there was a crowd of, of other uh, people assembled around you cheering for your own death. Yeah, that would be a pretty terrifying experience. Yeah, we were a much more uh, dungeon crawl XP group. Not not as big into the roleplay. That came later. Yeah, and a little cruel, too. <laughs> Okay, so big picture question, Devin. So you said when you guys started off kind of making an ironic, kind of a let's just try this out as a gag thing, but then you got hooked. So what do you say hooked you from that first experience to come back? I think what hooked me from that first experience was really realizing that there was an open world out there to be explored, to to be conquered, uh, and we had this chance to start as these level one, you know, nobodies and slowly rise to these level 17, 18, 20s, uh, where we were heroes, you know, the the balance of uh, the world was, like, in our hands, literally, for us to shape. And I think seeing the way that our actions had impact uh, really, really helped hook us to, to keep going. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's what this episode is all about, is how that experience happens. But let's transition a little bit to you as GM. So, what can you remember about your first time being a GM? So... For any players out there who are considering themselves, I may want to GM, I firstly say do it, 100% do it, but be ready because when you are a game master, the players will take that campaign by their hands and they will run any direction with it that you did not anticipate. Murphy's Law Gaming, the players will always do what you don't expect them. <laughs> the players will always do what you don't expect them. You even see uh, memes and jokes on the internet about it all the time. But at the same time, that's part of what, like, some of my favorite stories from being a game master as we played uh, more into the second year of our campaign mm-hmm. is really where, like, that started to be rewarding to see players really shape the course of the game uh, in ways that I never anticipated. Yeah. Well, how about that first time you sat down as a GM? Kind of yeah. tell me, what, what was that experience like? So the first time sitting down as a GM was... Uh, it was fun. Uh, it was you and two others. Yep, I um, those two guys. The party was only three at the moment, and then later grew to like ten yeah, got <laughs> or more. A way too big party eventually, yes. But the first time we sat down and played, um, it was fun. Uh, I realized, though, that I really needed to to understand the creatures ahead, the traps, the just the entire layout of the dungeon or the town. Like I had to have all that data backlog somewhere in my brain because you never know when you need to pull it out. 
So uh, the understanding of really being prepared, uh, I knew I needed to do it, but after the first time GMing, I, I knew that it was something I needed to get better at. Yeah. What, what, kind of, what mistake do you think you made your first time? Your first couple of sessions, what mistake might you have made that you think of? Uh, probably in the earlier sessions, as more and more people joined, which you hinted at earlier in the mm-hmm. podcast was... Uh, like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. yeah, 30 seconds ago. We talked about um, your first character death. Mm-hmm. I think that the encounter I ran, despite the warnings of how difficult it would be, I still kind of regret running it because mm-hmm. it killed off... like. Half the party, basically. Mm. And that lack of continuity is pretty difficult to try and recover. Yeah, that, it was. But, as I said, we still had fun with that game. I made some cool new characters. And then and we transitioned from... from That was a during Shattered Star, and then we went into a homebrew. Yeah. And, quick note, Shattered Star, excellent campaign. Paizo, we love you. Just wanted to throw that out there while we have this. But, let's go ahead and shift into our general topic. Thank you for your story, Stevan. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Let's shift to our general topic. So, the big question we have to start with is, what's it like to take that first step into the world of gaming? What is it like when we take that step and just kind of bring it in? What do you think of some of the initial parts of the first experience? I think the first experience there is confusion because you probably haven't, if it's your first time doing it, you've only heard from other people, so you're not going to be as ready um, for it, I think that there's also, with the confusion, um, there's the excitement of, mm. like, you have a sheet of paper with stats of the person you're playing, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want. Now, that's not always a great idea, but whereas in a video game you're limited to certain dialogue options, in a tabletop RPG, you are the dialogue option. You can say whatever you want to somebody, and whether that ends up in your favor or not, is kind of up to the game master and the roll of the dice. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned it earlier, the reason thing that hooked you to role-playing games was the world is open in front of you. Even in, hopefully, even in the most linear stories that a GM might make, how it plays out is still up to what you actually do. Your actions have consequences. There's initial, like, excitement of the adventure could be if you sit down at a table. You have that character, you have its abilities, and you really want to see it played out. And then you finally start seeing how it works, and it's fun. And then it kind of taps into that never-ending wonder lust we all have inside of us to go on an adventure, to start a journey. Because there's something about connecting with that character, because it's your character, it's no one else's. That you can take part in this world. And I think it's very important to try and disconnect yourself to some extent from your character. Because I have played enough games where I have witnessed someone hurt someone else's character... But that player took it personally, and then there's this weird, ominous air of grief around the table, and everyone's kind of sitting there like, do we say something? Do we just keep playing and ignore it? Yep, that can be a real problem. And we might actually address that in, actually, the next episode. I think we should, yeah. But uh, even with that, even with that possibility, that is something that's very interesting. That when I'm playing a video game, when someone kills my character or insults my character... I mean, sometimes it's annoying because you're getting killed over again. But you have this personal connection. It's completely different. Role-playing games, you become part of it. And also, just, there's this infinite amount of possibility out there. Depending on how creative your GM is, how creative your party is, it can go in so many different directions. And really, at the end of the day, like I think the reason why people enjoy RPGs when they first sit down is reality. It's just something different. As I already said, it's not the same as video game RPGs, which me and you both love. I mean, 
I'm not bashing video game RPGs. Yeah, like, I love the story behind Fallout. I love playing any of the Elder Scrolls games. I even love, like, Dragon Age. That's probably one of my favorite. I know my wife loves it. But there's still something so much different when it comes to disconnecting from that pseudo-virtual reality mm-hmm. into this real reality when, like, you and your friends are around the table rolling these polyhedral dice and in anticipation waiting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. And like I said, and we'll go through more episodes in the future. We talk about all these different elements that put together. What we're going to talk about today is just when we first sit down at the table. And some of you listeners might have some thoughts too about this. And we'd love for you to email us if you have any thoughts, any stories of your first times role-playing. But really, it's this experience of something new, something fresh. Of, I said, hey, can my player do this? And the GM either says, yes, he gives you a chance to try out these dumb things. And one of the best things about it is, when you have first-time characters, you do some dumb stuff. <laughs> Devin, what do you think? No, I, I, I'm laughing because you really do, when you're grasped with the idea of, I can do whatever I want in this world, sometimes you overcorrect and think, I can do anything. And that's when you think your character, just because you're a monk or a ninja, you can jump across this 20-foot chasm, even though there's a certain deathly plummet to it, and the odds of you making that jump are slim, but you think you can, because yeah. the world's at your finger, fingertips. You can, you can morph it, you can mold it. You can, well, hopefully you'll, you'll morph it and mold it for the better. Yeah, but. absolutely. I remember, so I worked at a school, and I was talking to one of my students, and he was talking about his role-playing games, that well, I was a monk, or a rogue, and I jumped out of this tree, did two backflips, got behind this guy, cut his head off before landing on the ground, I did all that in one move. I was like, you're a new player, aren't you? There's no experienced player, probably, would have tried to make that attempt to jump off tree, do two backflips, and attack someone all in one round. Because once you start realizing there are consequences, you start losing that. You kind of start losing that craziness that's part of role playing games. Which, sometimes it's a little sad, don't you think, Devin? I think sometimes it's sad, but sometimes it's a lot like real life. You know, mm-hmm. we... As young kids all believe we can become the president or astronauts, and, you know, we soon realize that we can't, you know? Only one person can do that. Well, not astronauts. I guess it's, like, a few others, like, maybe ten. But... I don't know how many astronauts there are, but, you know... You know, there's, right. like, Buzz Aldrin and um, Neil Aldrin. The yep. Aldrin family, I think. <laughs> the Aldrin family is astronauts, yep. But besides that, like, you, you lose that wanderlust of life, but I think that by gathering around the table, you get a chance to regain that, in yep. a way. And I don't mean to sound depressing, but it it is kind of a thing that you get to almost redo your life through this character on this map that things are drawn out in front of their you know the character, and you get to go explore and fight and learn. Yeah, that's something that's why we do it. We sit down at the table, and so a big part of what today's episode we want to offer you is we all have those friends who we wish role played with us. I mean, it's starting to become a much bigger hobby. But you have that friends out there and be like, I really wish that person would just give us a chance. And this episode might be a kind of way of kind of thinking those issues of, what, what can I offer them when they first sit down at the table? And you can offer them a world, a world of possibility, a world of you control the story. It's not some algorithm behind a computer that's controlling the story. It's you and another person. You have a venture you can take part of. Like, you can say, hey, I want to go fight a dragon someday. And you can make a story when you go and do that, and you live it out, and that first time sitting at the table, that possibility sits there in front of you. And we want you to have the opportunity to tell your friends that, to invite them into this. 
it's almost like you're becoming an RPG evangelist. And if you want to get even further into the role play, you can pretend you're a cleric of Dungeons and Dragons, and you're out to spread the spread the good news of of role playing. Clerical Gygax. Clerical Gygax. Cleric of Gygax. Yep, that's what you are right now, <laughs> and may grant you the power to do so. So, if you have some friends, hopefully this episode can help you think those issues. I mean, maybe make them listen to this episode as well. I mean. We wouldn't have problems if you made your friends download this to listen to it. Would be Devin. <laughs> no, not at all. We actually, uh, we thank all 13 of you who are currently listening. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> so this is something we want to do today. Um, Devin, is there any other points you would say of why that initial experience might hook new players? I, I think the only other point that I would like to make about that is that as your characters and your party uh, as a whole grows closer, there is that, again, that, that real element that you and your friends are also growing closer. Even if you're sitting down with strangers, you now have these stories you can tell and look back on. And it's almost like that's another element to the game is remembering because you're replaying mm-hmm. everything that just happened in your head and you're re-enjoying that. And it helps, you know, strengthen those those bonds between one another. Yeah. And I do think, like, but we have a later episodes where we'll probably talk about how playing as a group, you share memories. But the initial experience, like, I played tons of sessions of Pathfinder, Starfinder, all kinds of games. I cannot remember every single session I played. There's some sessions I just don't remember. But I will always remember that first time. Always my first time playing, period. I remember my first time playing any individual role-playing game I started. Because a new thing that me and my friends started together. Devin, do you think, is there any first times you can get role-playing games? Well, hopefully, hopefully no, because if not, then I, I wouldn't remember. But no, I remember my first time playing, uh, playing Warhammer 40k. Mm. The, um, I forget what the, what the game was called that we did. Raug Trader? Yeah, Raug Trader. Uh, I remember that one. I do remember Starfinder. I remember my first, I actually remember going to my first comic book store for their, uh, Thanksgiving, like, meal dungeon crawl they held. And I remember that was actually really, really fun. And like I said, it's just things you remember. You remember your first times, and if you have your friends there to share that with, it's something that can bond you for life. Oh, I think that's about it for today. We have a, another series coming up. This is the first in a series of stuff that's basically the core elements of gaming. Kind of basic stuff. We'll expand from there. Do you want to give them a preview of what they might expect for next episode? So next week we're going to be talking about taking on the role. Uh, that's not just role-playing, that's also dice rolling, really delving into your character. You know, how do you separate yourself from the character, but at the same time, how do you identify with that character to be able to better play them? Um, and just kind of everything within that little subgenre there of what makes up the game. Yeah. Thank you. So once again, here at the large check, we want to help you mind you of why you delight role-playing games. Why all of us like role-playing games. And help you think more clearly about it. Because we already hinted at early in this episode, sometimes we forget about those things. We forget about why we delight in them. And hopefully from starting today and this point forward, you'll think, why do I love role-playing games? And so, if any of you guys have any other suggestions of how first-time experiences are great, if you guys have any suggestions of different core elements of gaming that you love, feel free to email us at thelorecheck at gmail.com. That is, again, that's thelorecheck at gmail.com. We'd love to have any, any ideas you guys have for that kind of stuff. But Devin, I think we're moving on. Any final words of wisdom for our listeners? I just have one words of wisdom to leave the listeners with today. One words of wisdom. One words of wisdom. Got it. Accept this as one warning. Never fight a Demogorgon. Thank you. You're welcome.